Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Chopper Pete Quinnell. My belt is caught on the chair behind me, and I'm joined by my intangible co-host, as always, Tempest the Wrestler. Hello, Tempest. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Pete. We definitely did not just talk for an hour, and we've been sitting here chatting for so long. I'm doing great. Thank you. Good. It's good. It's good to hear, my dude. Uh, yeah, we're recording this after the uh, main show today because it's been a busy day over in over in London. Because, like, all of the London people and some of the not-London people are in the office today, and it's been pretty wild uh, because we've had so many things to try and get ready. It's a very busy week for us anyway, but all of us coming in, it was genuinely, I, I know this is not going to be your favorite thing to talk about, Tempest, because you just want to be there, and I totally understand that it's FOMO and all that stuff, but I would be, I, I would be a terrible host if I didn't talk about the WrestleTalk boys being back in the WrestleTalk office on a WrestleTalk podcast. So I'm going to talk about it, and I'm sorry in advance, Tempest. But it was genuinely surreal at one point today, where I was just sitting there making like a thumbnail or whatever I was doing. And I glance around, and I look over, and I see Andy. And I look in front of me, and I see Ollie. And Laurie is standing at the back messing around with the camera. And Adam's sitting down having some food. And Luke's to my left, and I'm like, oh, this is nice. This there hasn't been all six of us in the same room since March 2020, and it's genuinely lovely to have him back again. It was very nice. Very happy for you. No, you're not, Tempest. Don't even no, try. I am. I'm happy for you. I can, I can feel two emotions at the same time. <laughs> soon enough, Tempest. Soon enough. We're going to have some amazing drinks and karaoke when you come over. It's going to be a good time. Oh, boy. Oh karaoke boy. happens. Karaoke happens every time we go out. So, yeah, it'll be karaoke. greatly concerning. It's fun. Trust me, you'll get to hear me do Eminem. Oh, you're dressed <laughs> like him and everything. Exactly. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Um, what was the other thing I was gonna mention? Just something that you just mentioned. Then, oh yeah, karaoke. It's been, it's been great. By the way, I watched um, Bo Burnham's Inside recently. His Netflix special. Uh, and which was great. And coming back in the office, you don't realize that the little things you miss of people just like saying things or like humming a tune under their breath or whatever. 
Me, Adam, Andy, and Laurie have all been singing different songs from Bo Burnham's Inside in the <laughs> office today and getting them stuck in each other's heads through the whole day. It's been the best and also the worst. God, you miss the little things, man. I'm just gushing about how great it is to be back in the office. I'm sorry, Tempest. I'm sorry. Talk about something else. Make me stop talking about this. Talk oh, about yeah, something else. You want... What else do you want to talk yeah. about? <laughs> you can talk about my Sunday where I went sure. to a Denny's for the entire day. If anybody oh, yeah, followed along with my Twitter. I saw this on Twitter. Well, I'll tell you what. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about it in the outro. Because um, yes. we get to talking about the main show, which we definitely already haven't done. Going to be starting off talking about Index, and they got engaged on the show. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about... Your favorite thing in the world, Tempest. Let's talk about Index. Um, because on this episode of NXT, uh, there was a, uh, a backstage segment involving uh, Dexter and Indy, where they basically just said, Ayo, we, we, did, we did the porking. We, we, we sure did. Uh, cool. Uh, yeah. To be fair, it was a decent line, I think, of Johnny Gargano saying, I'll have that cake taste last week. And then uh, Indy Hart was saying, oh, it was great. He even had room for pie. Like, I was like, oh, my. Together. Okay. Oh, my. Mm. Um, On the first date. Hey, not unheard of. Um, no? But then after that, they had, um, <laughs> they had a mixed tag team match, uh, which was uh, Indy Hartwell and uh, Dexter Loomis versus Robert Stone and Jesse Kamea. Ooh, yeah. An odd match, some might say. Um, it's one word for what, it. Why is Robert Stone wrestling? Just throwing it out there. Um, the match itself, we'll, we'll probably talk about a bit more in, in a bit, but the main bit we want to talk about is the bit that happened after the match. Um, because after a goofball comedy nothing match, essentially, uh, Indy Hubble gets the win, uh, tapping out. Uh, Jessica Mayer with Dexter's finisher, which is what the silence is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Decent, yeah, it's fine, it was good. Um, and then she goes over to Beth Phoenix, Beth hands her a little box, she goes back in the ring, gets down on one's knee, and proposes to Dexter Loomis. Uh, Dexter nods and puts on the ring, and they are engaged. And the ring has an eye on it because he stares, you see. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't hate this as much as you do, probably. So, hit me I with a Tempest. What did you think of all of this? I don't, I didn't hate Index on this show at all, mm -hmm. really. You know, yeah. I, I thought the backstage segment was fun. They had a cute little line. I liked that. That was good. And then, I mean, the match I thought was, was just horrible but that's not because of index i thought their little entrance that they did together was cute like all i want was genuine fun interactions between these two and a halfway decent story and the last little while we've been getting the cute interactions so that's a that's a thumbs up and then we got the the nice vignettes last week and i was like oh yeah more of that more of those little vignettes of them going on dates and having fun stuff nope rushing straight to it i don't I don't have a problem with the idea of Index getting married on NXT because it's a wrestling relationship in a storyline. That's probably the end destination. 
But I'm just baffled at how they've managed to draw out the not interesting part of this and then rush through the interesting part in two weeks. Two weeks! They could have been doing the fun vignettes the entire time leading up to this, and then they go on one date and talk about doing other other dates, and we went hiking and whatever. Who cares? They talk about that, and then now they're getting married. I just, yep. I just don't get it. How did you manage to mess that part up? How did you manage to rush through the interesting part when this has been going on for like five months? I don't get it. I don't get it. No, man. I mean, in a vacuum, discounting all of the rest of the story that Indy Hartwell and Dexter Lumis have had before, I think the story told on this episode was quite good. It just yes, came way I too agree. early. I, I think the Indy kind of coming out and kind of glancing over towards Beth Phoenix at the commentary table and Beth being like, just breathe, just breathe. Like a little foreshadowing what was coming later was really good. Um, like the... Like the yeah, like you said, their interactions I think was very good. The actual proposal was fine. Nothing, nothing too bad with it at all. It's just that it's all come a bit too soon in in them getting together. That should be you should draw out the them getting together until you build to the next climax of the engagement kind of thing. But this is like climax, nothing climax. It was like, well, Jesus. Um, yeah, it was, was it another was a, climax a, on this show, Pete. Hey, amazing, very good, mate. Um, so yeah, I, I. I I thought it was fine. It, I, I was, I didn't, I didn't not like it. Um, it was just, yeah, it, feel, it feels a little bit out of place, which is basically what we said for the whole Indie Dexter storyline. This is like, I mean, it's not bad. It's just really out of order and weird and drawn out. And also, Dexter Lewis is a very problematic ca character for this storyline. But you know, yes. aside from that, uh, it's all totally fine. Uh, yeah, let, let's talk about this match a little bit because mm -hmm. Robert Stone was wrestling for one for some reason bearing in mind he doesn't do that in nxt at all um and i did I not think, know his hair was that long for one no thing. me neither yeah uh i think in a vacuum robert stone could make for a very good comedy wrestler i think i think some of the stuff he did in this match in a vacuum could have been very funny i think him kind of grabbing the leg of Dexter Loomis and Dexter being like, Wait, what are you trying? Is something that was that was like a decent little moment. Uh, but it just felt very, very odd compared up in the dynamic of Frankie Monet and Jesse Kamea. He's literally just wrestling because they're facing Dexter Loomis and Indy Hartwell. That's literally the entire reason he's there. What is going on with the Robert Stone brand? Is it the Robert Stone brand at this point? Is it not the Frankie Monet brand? What's going on with all that? Why is Frankie Monet still with him? None of this has been explained. It's a very, very odd, weird, strange dynamic that nobody understands. Yeah, I, I've. It's like the same thing with the Diamond Mind, where they have lost the opportunity to have a good first impression with this angle. I don't care about the Robert Stone brand. I've never cared about the Robert Stone brand. They've never given me a reason to care about the Robert Stone brand. And now Frankie Monet is associated with the Robert Stone brand, and it's actively damaging her pr presentation from having a series of like decent but solid squash matches, presenting her as a big star with a cool entrance and all that. She's the next big 
thing in the women's division. Now she's just dicking around with Robert Stone and getting thrown out, and I still don't understand why she's lost her first match already because of it. And I just don't see any upside in this pairing. So that's one thing. Like, I genuinely, again, had no problem in a vacuum with Index's presentation on this show. I thought they were perfectly fine. I didn't, you know, Dexter Loomis didn't do any of his like stupid comedy weirdo wrestling. He just kind of wrestled and was like, what are you doing, he, man? He was the straight man to Robert Stone's comedy. Which is, Which is fine. a bizarre thought. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I mean, like it, yeah. that, that's what De- that's what Dex is better at is playing the straight man because he doesn't show any emotion. So if someone's going to be a goofball around him, that fits him so much better than him being the yeah. goofball. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I just, I, I don't know. I, well, I didn't find it particularly funny. Whatever Robert Stone was doing, I was just like, why are you signed to NXT? Like in storyline, you know, it's not like he's young. It's not like he's a guy out of the performance center who sucks. He's just a goofball who sucks, who sucks as a manager and everything. And I was like, why are you here? Mm. You know, this is where I really like stopped and took a step back and was like, what is the purpose of Robert Stone in in storyline? You know, and I, whatever. So whatever. Uh, it doesn't matter that much. They got beat quickly. And then that was that. Yeah. But I think the more damaging thing is that Frankie Monet had to be a part of it. I'm a big fan of Frankie Monet and I want to see her do well. I could have seen her being like the, the next number one contender after takeover for the women's title or something like that. She's not going to do that now. Yeah. I don't get it. It it feels like to me that they didn't want to rush Frankie Monet to the women's title because they didn't want people to push back against her to be like, Oh, she's been pushed too quickly. Kind of like what we've seen with MSK. Uh, It feels like to me that they didn't want to put Frankie Monet straight into the women's title picture and they didn't know how to like stretch her run out in NXT out. So they've just gone like, Robert Stone brand, sure. Just do something, anything for now that's not the title for now. And then we'll do the title later. And they're just kind of manufacturing random stuff for her to do until they're ready to give her a title shot. But what you do in that time matters because now yeah. she's going to not feel like a big deal. Oh, oh God. Goodness. Yeah, I don't I don't understand the thought process of we need to give them something to do. So we're going to actively pour some water on this fire that is Frankie Monet. It's like, oh, we need yeah. to cool her off. Like, no, you don't. Just keep her hot for like six months and then give her a title shot. But it's it's fine, it's whatever. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. 
Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Let's see what you guys think. Let's get into some uh, ultra chats here. Uh, make sure to get those at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. And we'll read all the ones that are five bucks and up by the time goes, the show goes off the air. Um, the intangible one, Cliff Beard, says, uh, I enjoy the Loomis character, but I think the reason I love the Index story so much is because of Indy. All the little facial expressions and one line that she does are very good. On the NXT side, she's MVP during the lockdown era. Um, she is very good. I think Indy Hartwell is playing her character absolutely fantastically. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, MVP of Lockdown NXT? I think that's a bit strong. Maybe a bit strong. And I Sad don't really know if there Escobar. has been an MVP because it's not been very good. <laughs> yeah. NXT has like, had a rough, rough, maybe, rough go. Maybe like Santos Escobar. Not necessarily MVP, but like he's a guy who's elevated his stock during Lockdown NXT. Mm-hmm. Santos Escobar. Uh, it's more recent, but maybe Isaiah Swerve Scott. Yeah. It's probably about it. NXT's been, a, been rough, guys. Yeah. NXT, like, I was saying to Pete before we went on the air that NXT right now at this moment feels like you're going to visit a relative who's on their deathbed. And they're still kicking. You're happy to see them. They're not, they're not gone yet, but... It's like you, you have an idea that that's the direction that things are trending. And that's just kind of depressing sometimes. Yeah. But it's fine. Anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, 69 Intangible Sadie Deegan. Hello. Says, hello, beautiful boys. Uh, so that was an episode of NXT. Uh, so after Ilya Dragunov's loss last week, he gets his heat back from Roddy Strong. Jesus Christ. Also, when was the last time the Cruiserweight title was defended? Love y'all. Hashtag LOW. 444 life. Hashtag hype man Pete. Thank you, Sadie. Uh, yeah. Good question. Was well, it the Trey Baxter match? Maybe? Has he defended yes. it since then? And that, that was a long time ago. Yes. I don't know. Um, whatever. Uh, and yes, we'll talk more about Ilya and Roddy Strong in a bit. 
Uh, Jay Kupta says, uh, Cross the second run as NXT champ feels as useless as Charlotte's recent run. That Jeff match got people talking about how he was ruined, but for me, he peaked with uh, he peaked with him with his match versus Balor. Since then, it was downhill. In hindsight, was it really necessary to make him champ? I think when he won the title the first time, and when he got immediately injured, people were still interested in him. That was still like, people were still like, even if they weren't a huge fan of Keith Lee losing it so quickly and stuff like that, there was enough goodwill behind him to go like, okay, still new NXT champion. But then, of course, unfortunately, he had to vacate it immediately. And it's when he came back and immediately went straight back to the NXT title and then won it straight again. People were like, hmm, starting to see some cracks in this little, in this presentation of this guy here. And I think that's when people started to turn on the idea of it. And it's just gone on for so long now that people are against the idea at this point. Yeah, I think it might have something to do with him starting to have to do long matches. Mm. You yeah. know, and he was he was injured during his match with Keith Lee, so I'm not going to put all of that on him. But he's not a guy that fits the NXT TakeOver main event mold of we're going to go out and have a 25-minute all-time classic match of the year candidate. That's not him. He can be in a five-way match and kind of be hidden a little bit by other great workers. Mm -hmm. But if you want to put on the match of the year and have it be Adam Cole against insert other great wrestler here, that's not going to be carrying cross. And it wasn't until he won the NXT championship that they started putting him in that role. And I think that's kind of where he started getting exposed a little bit by people who weren't necessarily super hot to see him. Let's get into reviewing the rest of this episode of NXT, which kicked off with Roddy Strong, who was supposed to face Kushida for the Cruiserweight title to open this show, but Kushida was not medically cleared, so uh, could not do that. Instead, Roddy Strong came out with the rest of Diamond Mine, minus Tyler Rust, of course, uh, and said, hey, we're going to do an open challenge instead, which was answered by Ilya Dragunov. This was okay. Ilya Dragunov came out. They they had a fun match. Ilya Dragunov got busted open hard way. Goodness sure me, that did. was a lot of that was a lot of blood. Oh boy, uh, and it was a decent enough match. It was fine. Yeah, Ilya I, won. I thought it was a particularly adequate NXT opening match between two very good wrestlers. I would like to see these two wrestle each other again on a bigger stage where they're allowed to do more. You know, and not have to do the opening match style. Mm -hmm. I think their idea that you have to always beat someone important is driving me a little bit nuts at this point. You know, you've got the number one contender for the UK title who lost last week. I know you weren't here, Pete, but we had a grand old rant about that. He lost last week, and then this week he comes out and beats the number one contender for the Cruiserweight title. You don't have to. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. Stop beating people who are about to get championship matches. Yep. It's a good match in a yep. vacuum if I'm not thinking about anything else. And we keep saying that, but that's kind of the mark of a bad show, isn't it? Yep. Like, if, if it's very superficially good, if you can only say, like, this was good if you don't think about this. 
or this was good without this context. Like that's that's not good. You're putting on a very superficially fun show, and people go, "Oh, this was a fun show." Look, I, I tuned in for the first time in ages, and I had fun watching it. It's like, ah, but if you have the context for all the other stuff, then you know it, it's basically it's appealing to very casual viewers, and it, there's essentially no reason for people to retain those viewers and come back week after week because they're not making it an enticing story for people to because what you should be doing is making it so that the people your most hardcore fans the people that watch week to week to week and pick up and all the subtle little details get more out of your show and the people who are casual viewers who come in from the side still have a fun time but they don't get all the added context and all the extra benefits of the story perks that they've not been paying attention to that's the ideal, and it's not it's not as easy as that, you know, it's not saying it's, it's easy to get that balance right, but they're not doing one of them entirely. They're just doing the casual thing and just saying, here's a fun show. If you don't think about it, just shut your brain off and enjoy it. Just shut your brain off and enjoy it, Tempest. I can't do that, Pete. No, I, I can't do it either. I refuse. They can't keep getting away with it. No. Oh, yeah. Like, how hard would it be? Would it be? I know that their their roster has kind of taken a, a grand hit over yeah. the last little while, for sure. But how hard would it be to find another warm body? Like get Roderick Strong to beat Andre Chase or any of the other Joe Gacy, perhaps. Any of the other bodies that you've still got hanging around the CWC. Like you don't have to have Roderick Strong lose before his cruiserweight title match. Just like you didn't have to have Ilya Dragunov lose before his NXT UK title match. Just stop doing that. Stop doing it. Don't need to do it. Stop it. I agree. Side note, I, I don't really like Ilya Dragunov's finisher. Yeah, I, don't, the, the I don't like the torpedo, headbutt. Uh, is it a headbutt? or is it It's like, supposed to know. be a headbutt, I think. That's why I don't like it. Because you can't really headbutt people because it would break your neck the way he does yeah. it. So he doesn't headbutt them, and it just looks a bit bad. I thought it looked just... more like a like an uppercut type thing. He just kind of runs at them sort of with the head and sort of with the shoulder, but he doesn't actually like yeah. uppercut or anything. It's just like, here's my body. It just looks a bit... That's what Indy said. Awkward. Hey. Uh, it just Keep looks going. A, bit, a bit awkward, I think. Anyway, um... After the match, Dragunov then called out Walter, who didn't come out. Why did Dragunov want Walter to come out? Dunno! Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. It's like, hey, what? Walter, come out here. No. And then his music to. just started playing again. And then we cut to the next segment. Okay, thank you. Thanks for coming. Um, <laughs> we, we then got uh, a prime target, Cole versus O'Reilly. WWE is so good for video packages. This tricked me into thinking this was a good, well-told feud. Yeah. Um, I'm... I'm not super pumped for this match. There's still a lot of it holding back for me. The fact that we've seen the singles match and the street fight that they're already having in the two out of three falls. We've seen those two matches already. And they're doing the same thing they did with Colin Gargano with Steel Cage in the same order as well of regular wrestling, wrestling match, street fight, Steel Cage in the two out of three falls match at TakeOver. It's just... There's a lot of things I'll need to get past to enjoy this match i'm sure i will i'm sure it's going to be fun they're very good wrestlers but the, what they're displaying this match as the undisputed finale and all that stuff i'm not on that level i'm not there and i feel like i could have been this story was almost there 
for this, and it it just isn't. Yeah. Imagine imagine sitting here at the end of a Adam Cole Kyle O'Reilly rivalry in NXT and being like, meh. Yeah. Wild. I, I can't can't comprehend that. You know? And I'm sorry I'm really not into this stipulation. Like their WWE's two out of three falls matches are iffy at best. Sometimes they can pull out a great one, whether it's Cole and uh, and Gargano in New York or DIY Revival or Brian and Sheamus or something like that. Like it's possible. It just doesn't happen very often. So that's like an immediate barrier that I have to get by. It's like, okay, we're doing an, we're doing another two out of three falls match. I know how that goes. And then the final one is the steel cage. Mm-hmm. When was the last time we had like a great steel cage match? Like they might end up being good, but the steel cage match, I think in general is just kind of a stipulation that's been played out in WWE, other places Mm -hmm. where you don't have to escape and blah, blah, blah. That's, that's a different story. But in WWE with their steel cage rules, I'm just not really into it. And that like, like, like you said, it made me feel like this was a well-told story, but you can't trick me WWE. I've been watching this. It's not been that great. Yeah. And once again, Adam Cole cutting a promo is just the best. He's just yep. the best at it. He is. I genuinely think he's one of the best promos in the world right now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, for, for me personally, not objectively, my subjective opinion, I think he's probably my favorite promo. I just, I just love his style of delivery and that everything he says feels so natural and you you believe every word that he says because it feels like he believes every word that he says it's just something about the way he delivers his promos is just it just connects with me so much um he's can't wait for uh can't wait for him to have a promo deal with other people that can cut good promos in another promotion very soon I'm joking. I don't. I don't even think he's going to AEW. But I I tell you what, this this two or three falls match is going to be very interesting because I think I'm I'm bearing in mind they're doing they're taping three weeks worth of NXT the day after Takeover, so we'll know by Monday if Adam Cole is still on NXT after Takeover. He could write him off and have him like, oh, he's injured. Maybe he'll come back. Mm -hmm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe listen. I haven't really given any of my thoughts about Adam Cole going or staying or anything like that. If he goes, I think it's probably a better move for his career. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he wants personally. I think that's yes. a big thing. Working yeah. for WWE is clearly something that's important to him. Being able to teach, be taught by Shawn Michaels is pretty clearly important to him. He's a huge Shawn Michaels fan. I don't think there's a chance in hell he's protected on the main roster. And no, I don't Shawn. think I don't think you would want to be attached to this. Not to call it a sinking ship, but I wouldn't want to sign with NXT right now. So, no. you know. And it's like, yeah, that, that there's undeniably pros and cons to each side. It's just yes. about which which side is, is more important to him. And we, we can't answer that. That's his call, yeah. you know. But, um, yeah, it would be interesting to say the least. Uh, yeah. After this, Hit Row came out for a promo. Uh, uh, Swerve saying that the beef is now on site. For uh, Santos Escobar, didn't have to wait very long to see him because Santos Escobar came up on the Tron and just said, "Hey, I've got your girl back." And hey, you know, 
It seems I disrespected your culture. I understand you burned my mask. I have message received. I just want to give this back to you, buddy. Come on out. There's no one around me. No, uh, no. I almost said Angel Gaza. Goodness me. Um, what are their names again? Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza. Raul Mendoza. That's the other one. Um, he says they're not around. Just come, come fight. Uh, I saw in your edited review that you thought that this segment made Swerve look really, really dumb because he just went, okay, and then went out and f started fighting Santos Escobar and then obviously got mauled by the other two that were obviously there. I didn't see it that way, personally. Maybe it's just because I really love Hit Row and I'm just blinded to them being dumb because I don't want to see that. But to me, the way I saw it was Swerve was like, well, obviously they're there. I just don't care. I'm going to go fight him anyway. That's um, still dumb, though. I, dumb baby face. I don't, don't walk is. into a three-on-one fight. I mean, yeah, it's dumb. It's macho. Like, I don't care. I'm going to go yeah. take on all three of them. But that's a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I I didn't mind it too much. I didn't come out of this going, well, Swerve's an idiot. Like, it was. I think they, they managed to, to um, save it with... The one thing I did think was dumb was if Swerve obviously knew that they were there, because that, that's the way I read it, was that Swerve obviously knew they were going to be there, but he doesn't care, he's just going to go out anyway. When he left, the rest of Hit Row should have already been leaving the ring to go out and save their boy. Like, they shouldn't mm -hmm. have to wait until it comes upon the tron that, they're, oh, they're beating up Swerve, let me go out and help him now. Like, they should have already known that they should go out and, and help. But they get into a big brawl, um, B-Fab gets involved once this was nice uh she had a little pipe and was just smacking people around with it, it was cool they had a couple interesting looking little spots like uh top dollar grabbed one of them and, and shoved them into like the um the shutter that they got on there which is a cool little thing almost like the you know the ray mysterio wcw getting chucked into the um the trailer it's kind of similar to that it was quite nice um couple cool little spots and neat little brawl yeah i thought this was good fun that was all right yeah, I, also, think, I think they got there yeah, they did. Sorry, just one more bit. Because I, I had a very funny bit lined up, but today has been incredibly stressful and I've not have it, had any time to make any other extra graphics or things that are going to go on the stream. WWE's Twitter uh, tweeted out about this segment. It's being like, wow, B-Fab hitting with that. Does the B stand for Bat? If that's the case, she'd be called Bat-Fab. Which that's... I don't think is very good. I haven't no? read about that comic. No, exactly, exactly. And I was going to make a little thing, you know, the old school Batman intro, the da -la -la -la. I was going to do that, but with Batfab. Batfab. It was going to be na 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 Batfab. It was going to be great. It was going to be so funny, guys. I promise. But I didn't have time. I'm sorry. I think I think they got there by the end. Like it ended up okay, but I think the execution of how this all worked out was just wonky to me. Mm. Just, like he knew that they were there clearly like he walked up to Escobar and then turned around because he knew that they were going to be there and and went yeah. to fight so it was like okay he's not dumb in that he just got tricked into doing this but he's dumb for walking into a three-on-one fight anyway you know at least in my mind and again it's all it's all subjective but it's like I don't know why you would do that and he's like hey you guys stay here and then 20 seconds later, they all go out to help him anyway, and he's not upset by that. It's like, why would you not just have your crew come with you? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Eh. 
it's fine. It's fine. Whatever. It ended up with a good brawl. I'm excited yeah. to see the match. That's yeah. good. Uh, Imperium cut a promo next, and they say some things. Um, Ted DiBiase was on commentary for the next match, which is Cameron Grimes versus Josh Briggs, which was set up earlier uh, with LA Knight in the gym, essentially paying Josh Briggs to, to beat up Cameron Grimes a bit more. Um, and Grimes wins really quickly. Uh, LA Knight attacks DiBiase after the match and then hits the... I always forget the name of his finisher on uh, Grimes. The blunt yep. force trauma. Yep, the, the bacon... Fuck and tomato. Yep. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other words beginning with F. I'm very hot and sweaty in this room, and I am delirious. Um, Just like Indy was. How many references on this show, Tempest? This is, <laughs> this is unprecedented. Uh, yeah, uh, th this was all pretty fun. I, I really enjoyed this. I'm. It's not my most anticipated match on TakeOver. I'll, I'll say that much, but it should be a bit of fun, I guess. Yeah. I'm 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 here for it. I've enjoyed the last two matches that they've had. Uh, I'm just like, okay, let's 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 go again. Let's do it again. It's all felt pretty quick, you know. A lot of these storylines have been very condensed this summer, and that's that's fine. But uh, again, I would have liked to have seen a few more few more vignettes than uh, mm -hmm. than we've gotten here. You know, I think yeah. that's where a lot of the fun stuff with these characters that can pull off comedy like that. Like Cameron Grimes, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of that. I really like this match. It was short, but I still really like it. I think Josh Briggs is a great big man. He had mm. a big boot to start this match that just killed Cameron Grimes. And that was oh, incredible. And then Cameron Grimes had his awesome comeback and hit his flipping crossbody and then the double foot stomp. And this was just like, this was another big man, little man match, which they've been doing a lot of recently. And this was one of the better ones. It was only like three or four minutes, but I really enjoyed this match. Yeah, it was really good stuff. And I can't see Ted DiBiase being the butler, honestly. I I think Grimes is going to win. And yeah. after the promo they cut later, I would agree. Exactly, yeah. I was going to say, yeah. we'll, we'll come into that now because we might as well. Um, Cameron Grimes is backstage injured after the match, after being hit with the bacon fucking tomato. And uh, he's kind of got like the ice back, and Ted DiBiase comes in and it's just like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry to drag you into this." And Grimes gets all fired up, and he's like, "You're sorry? Like this is all on me. I'm I'm the guy that got in this situation. I'm the guy who, you know, he got he got crazy with money, and then was kind of brought down a peg by you. And now I'm here, and now I'm the butler. Blah 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 blah. Kind of gets fired up. He goes, "I'm not a butler. I'm Cameron Grimes. I'm gonna be the million dollar champion. And me and you are gonna go to the moon." And kind of walks off, all fired up. This feels like the end of the story. Like, he, he ripped yeah. off the butler shirt as he was saying this. This feels like the end of him being a butler. I can't imagine that they'll go again. I can't imagine Grimes yeah. will lose three straight matches to LA Knight. Mm. This is fine. This promo, I thought, was, like, fantastic. Like, the best thing on the show. It was yeah. short, but I thought it was the best thing on the show. I just, I love Cameron Grimes. He's great. He's a great fiery baby face, and he can cut a good promo. That's a very unique combination in NXT. So... Top marks. Yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Gargano and the Ray had their promo with Indy and Dexter, where um, Dexter still had room for Pi. Uh, Zoe Stark and Io Shirai still aren't friends. I'm not surprised after Zoe oh, Stark shocker. is racist. The character, the character is racist. Uh, <laughs> whatever. 
Then we had that mixed tag match that we mentioned before, and then getting engaged. Uh, we, we then had, I'm glad that you also picked up on this in your uh, edited review, because I was going to bring it up on this podcast. We then had Malcolm Bivens backstage saying that Ilya Dragunov is a heavyweight. So as far as he's concerned, that match doesn't count. But, but he's billed at 90 kilos, which is 198 pounds, which is a cruiserweight then. Look at him. Cool. cool. Yep. He's a skinny short guy. <laughs> I mean, he he's weighs in, he's less than Roderick Strong. Yeah, he he's does. in good shape. He's not yeah. Colin Delaney. There's a reference yeah. for you. But yeah. like, and this wasn't played for a laugh either. It uh, wasn't like the, the and, interviewer was like, what? Yeah. And, and I don't think it's supposed to be like, oh, dumb heel is wrong. Ha ha ha. He'll make dumb excuse. Ha ha ha. No, it's just like, no, he. He just believes that this is right. It's like, well, but that's wrong. You just look like an idiot now. So dumb. So yeah. dumb. Have the, has he seen who's been competing on 305 Live lately? <laughs> yeah. Joe Gacy versus Josh Briggs, these cruiserweights. Yeah. God. Oh, the worst. goodness me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then had a side-by-side interview of Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Um, I say side-by-side -side interview. Beth Phoenix asked one question, and then they cut promos, uh, which is the way it always goes. Um, but I thought that both of them did pretty well here. I thought that Dakota Kai especially had a couple of really good lines in this promo um, of her saying, uh, I taught you everything you know, but I didn't teach you everything I know. And I was like, ooh, ooh, that's a good line. I like that. That's that's really good. It, um yeah. I like it, but I've also heard that line like 20 times in promos already. I haven't. I might just not be watching the same wrestling as you, but I haven't heard that line. I, in From recent memory, I can't remember it being said recently. So I, I, I thought it was still a good line. Um, it was a good line. I was just like, I'm not totally blown away by it. That's fair. But, um, yeah. And, you know, Raquel cutting her promo and then at the end just going, see you, at, see you on Sunday, sidekick. I was like, ooh, it's good. Nice little, just a little, little, little jab to end off on. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I thought this, this served its purpose pretty well. I think this are probably going to have a pretty good match. Good. Yep. I think this is probably like the most solid build to a takeover match that we've had. Yes, agreed. So that's 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 good. I thought I thought the delivery here, like it had its peaks and valleys. I think it had its good moments. And then, like, a few bad moments where I was just kind of like, I don't like the delivery there. But it's it's just kind of like little things here and there. It was, uh, I thought they should have just ended on the sidekick line. It was like, yes. if you just end on sidekick and not have Dakota Kai, it's like, oh, you went there. Okay. Yes. Or something like that. I was like, all right. Yeah. You, you didn't have to, to add that little bit, but. It, it did feel like that either the whole thing was unscripted or they went off script after that sidekick line and was like, oh, you went there. It's like, yes, I'll see you Sunday. It's like, you've already hit the end of the promo. Stop yeah. talking. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You got to yes, punch the go home line. And mm -hmm. then they kept going for two more lines. It's like when they hit the yeah. big move in a wrestling match and then kick out and do a couple more things. But that was clearly the peak. Yes. And end on the peak. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, after that, we got uh, the last semi-final match in the breakout tournament of Carmelo Hayes versus Duke Hudson. 
Uh, I think this was a really fun match. I thought both of them did really well. I'm I'm really on board. Like, we've already spoken about how much we love Carmelo Hayes, and he's fantastic. I want to give some props to Duke Hudson in this one. I think that he's playing this kind of arrogant asshole really well. And I, I'm I'm super into everything he does. And obviously, Carmelo Hayes is amazing. Uh, I thought they had pretty good chemistry. I thought this was a very fun match and sets up a very exciting match of Hayes versus Jones, which I don't know who's going to win. Genuinely, I have no idea. I think it might be Odyssey Jones, honestly. But I, I, it's hard to tell. Also, and I'm happy this final, way. Called this final when the when the tournament started. You're welcome. I'm amazing. Mm -hmm. This is why I'm jam the champion. Continue. Uh, yeah. Prediction, man. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I really liked the match. I thought it was really fun. I did think for a moment that Duke Hudson was going to win just because they're like, oh, big guys. But... Yeah. They didn't go that direction. Carmelo Hayes won. I'm very on board with that. I think he's got so much charisma and potential. Ooh, I just love this guy. He's one of the few guys that I've seen come through NXT recently that haven't gotten released that has the potential to be a big star on the brand. And I think that's important. I hope they protect him even if he loses next week. And it's just good stuff. Him and Odyssey Jones are both really likable, even though it seems like Carmelo Hayes is a little bit more bite to him right now and odyssey jones is just kind of like the super positive kind of character and i think mm -hmm. they play off of each other well and i'm looking forward to seeing the match and i don't really care who wins i'm happy either way no exactly yeah 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 i don't care who wins in a good way this time yeah as in i will be equally happy with both um so yeah i'm looking forward to that we got a little video promo for jc jane cool cool all right it's fine enough. Uh, we then got that backstage Ted DiBiase and Cameron Grimes promo that we spoke about before. Then we got MSK defending their tag team titles against Imperium. And we got Intangibles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Intangibles. Okay. So for, for these for, things. I just want to. Yeah, exactly. Shirt. Lost Intangibles to WrestleTalk by the t shirt, WrestleShop.com. Uh, so for, for, for people that might not be fully aware of what we mean when we say, is it a noun or an adjective? Like, I just want people to to really understand what we mean by that. Because if your intangible is a noun, it's something that you have. If it's an adjective, it's something that you are. So, for example, Imperium had their intangibles were Ring IQ, Grounded, Tactical. So they have Ring IQ, they are grounded, and they are tactical. Not that they are ring IQ, <laughs> they have grounded and they have tactical because that doesn't make sense, right? You can't, you can't, you can't have it both ways. I don't understand these intangibles, Tempest. I just pick I one. I, I don't even want an explanation at any point. I want this to be a mystery that just goes on forever. Yeah. Oh, oh did, you, did you know that uh, that Vinny V of the the Brian and Vinny show loves these intangibles just as much as we do? Hell yes, Vinny V. Let's go. Yeah. God. Shout out to you, Vinny. Big fan. They're love so those intangibles. Dumb. I love it's them so, so much. They're so dumb. <laughs> um, MSK's intangibles were high flying, daring, heart. They are heart. They are heart. They have daring. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, they have, they my have high God. flying. Uh, God. Well, okay, so this the match itself, MSK versus Imperium. Uh, I was really quite enjoying this match. I thought it was really good in-ring action. Um, 
I thought that Imperium looked the best that they've looked in a long time uh, going against MSK. I thought this was really, really good stuff for them. They felt like much bigger deals coming out of this match, I thought. Um, and I thought that some of the in-ring action was great. There was a, a, a clothesline in particular from, I believe it was Eichner, onto uh, Wes Lee, where mm. Wes just completely like collapsed in on himself and like landed on his neck from the clothesline. I was like, that looked awesome. What the hell? Um, it was great. Uh, and it kind of was building up to the crescendo where it looked like Imperium were going to get the win. As Walter had come down um, to kind of run distraction on the outside, but Ilya Dragunov came down, started beating up Walter, which gave, which distracted Imperium. MSK managed to come back and uh, reverse their powerbomb they were going to do, or their, you know, what it is, the uppercut thingy that they do, um, into their own uh, neckbreaker for the win. So they retain, but then Walter just kind of run, runs wild and beats up everybody and stands tall to end the show. Um, this was good fun. Was I thought this fun. was a very fun match. I thought yeah. they... I have not been super hot on MSK or Imperium of late, but I think this was the best both teams have looked in a while. I... It was. It came afterwards. It didn't relate to the match itself, but they have not given me much reason to think that Ilya Dragunov is going to beat Walter. Mm. You know? And I've I've gone from not thinking he's going to win to being like, oh, Ilya Dragunov's going to win the title at TakeOver. To after the last couple weeks, I was like, not a chance that he should beat Walter. And he still might, because that might have been the plan. But after the way that they've portrayed all of this, I wouldn't have Walter lose. It's such a shame, because I absolutely would have booked Ilya Dragunov to win this match. Like, prior to the last couple weeks. It felt like this was Dragunov's time. The coming up short first time to rebuilding, to coming back and winning the second time feels like that should be the story. And it's Ilya Dragunov. You know, he's not Yeah. He's not just some dude. You know, he's not friggin' Joe Coffey or whatever. He's a guy who literally could carry that brand. He's, he's an amazing wrestler. And to have him be NXT UK champion would make a ton of sense. But it's just, yeah, after the last couple of weeks, it's like, it's almost going to feel... I don't want to say underwhelming if he does win, but it's like Walter losing this title should be one of the biggest deals in WWE in, in recent times. He's held that belt for so long now that this needs to be a massive deal whenever he drops it. And if it's going to be Ilya Dragunov, it needs to be coronated on like the biggest possible way they can. And I don't think this is going to be the biggest way possible now. They've kind of squandered that in the last couple of weeks, which is a real shame. Yeah. It's disappointing, and at this point, I would honestly just hold this off until fans are allowed back in full force, and then have it be like Tyler Bate. You yeah. know, yeah. I think I think they could have done it, but they didn't. They chose to have him lose to Pete Dunne and all of this. Uh-uh, whatever. Yeah, it's disappointing. I think if he beats yeah. Walter just in the middle of a takeover card in the CWC, that's going to be really underwhelming. I agree, 100%. Uh, we then got a promo from uh, Rich Holland and Pete Dunne. They're calling out Timothy Thatcher. It's going to be Rich Holland versus Timothy Thatcher next week. Cool. I thought Holland looked pretty good in this promo. I yep. quite liked him. It was good. Uh, and then we got the final thing on the show, which was uh, Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross having a face-to-face. So I have mixed feelings on this because the brawl that they inevitably got into I thought was very fun. Again, on the surface, very fun. Good thing to look at, quite enjoyable. 
promos beforehand were a bit eh. Um, and carrying cross, bringing out security for Joe's protection, and then immediately walking around said security to then get in the ring where the security are not, is a bit dumb. Why'd you bring out security? They're not going to protect Joe from anything. If they're going to be out on the ramp while you're in the ring, that doesn't make any sense, mate. What are you doing? <laughs> Nitpick. Whatever. Um, they started brawling. And then immediately, all like the referees and the security stuff were like, oh, no, guys, you need to stop fighting. It's like, what did you expect was going to happen? Booking a Joe versus Cross face-to-face. The guys who literally can't keep their hands off each other and literally had to have people restraining them in previous weeks. What did you think was going to happen if you put him on a face-to-face? I thought that was a bit dumb. They'd be like, oh, guys, stop fighting. Like, what did you put the freaking segment then, you idiots? Um, whatever. Brawl itself I thought was fun. I don't know what it was about this brawl. I just wasn't that into it. I don't know whether it's Cross being on the main roster and his kind of whole presentation through there. It feels like we've seen this brawl before. We haven't. It's been kind of more brawly than we've seen between these two. But it just kind of feels like their whole feud has been like, fight and that and that's it like let's have a brawl okay we're gonna have a match next week let's brawl and the week after well let's brawl again week after that how about another brawl it's just like it even though this was the most exciting brawl they've done in their feud i just didn't connect with me for some reason i thought the promos that they cut before this were incredibly lackluster Mm mm-hmm I mean, Samoa Joe said, like, one line. He said, I'm not here to hurt your feelings. I'm just here to hurt you, which is a good opening line, but he never talked again after that. And then Cross basically just said, this isn't about me. This isn't about you. This is about the future. I was like, all right. Just input into random generic line generator.com and spew that out in a promo. It didn't mean anything. And then goes in there and says, I'm going to drop you and I'm going to drop you quickly. And then they start fighting. I was like, okay, so the promos here were a total wash. Yeah. And I really do think that it has to do with Cross's main roster presentation. Yeah. I can't take him seriously now as this killer because he's not a killer. He's a loser. Yeah. Even when he's a winner, he's now still a loser. That's the thing. Like he beat Jeff Hardy. Great. Still lost before though, didn't you, mate? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it was fine. I really liked the the brawl itself. I thought it was good. It had a lot of, like, energy. And no matter what, take this with you through your day, folks. No matter what happens at your job, if you have a bad day, you will never, ever be as bad at your job as NXT Securities at theirs. Yep. They've got each other in, like, a tussle. They got each other in a headlock here as they go around the announce table. And there's 20 security people going... Stop! <laughs> How about you do your job, boys? Yeah. How about you both grab one of them by the arms and then you pull them apart and then they stop fighting? That's and then they break out and then they get for. into another fight again because that's how brawls go. But that's not the point. Yeah. Just, yeah. Everyone being like, stop was too much for me. It was, was too much for me. And it, it really does make you think that, yeah, you needed Samoa Joe to come in and do his his job of being head of security because the security here is just incompetent. Yeah, exactly. That's a, a side point, more, uh, more yes. or less. I thought as a go-off-the-air angle, I thought it was fine. As a go-home show, I didn't think this was terribly effective. Like I, Maybe I'm just not that into TakeOver right now. Because <laughs> yeah, I think that's going it. On. You know? I, 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 sorry, go ahead. Just like on paper, 
on paper, what they did on the show to hype up TakeOver, I think, looks good. The Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly package was good. The Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez back and forth was good. Walter beating up Ilya Dragunov is fine. And then this brawl was fine. I just am not into it. NXT is killing my enthusiasm for NXT. No, WWE is killing my enthusiasm for NXT. And I look at this card. I was going to be really into this card. Like if you told me this is where where, where we were going two months ago, mm. they've done nothing but the wrong thing since then. Such a shame. And also on a personal note, I probably would have swapped out probably um, Grimes versus Knight for Swerve versus Escobar. Mm. I just feel like that should be a takeover match. Like they're doing a six man tag next week on NXT. It's like, well, I'd rather have the singles match for the, the North American. I feel like that's the, the next logical place to go. It feels like they're dragging out the story quite a lot when we've already kind of got to, we're getting towards that kind of climax. They're doing, you know, brawls in the parking lot and stuff like that. Now we're getting towards the climax and now they're going to do, wait, no, we're going to do a six man tag first. It's like, well, why do the North American, whatever. It's fine. I'm sure TakeOver will still probably be all right. At the very least, it will be all right. It might That's be good. not good enough. I know. I, I don't want to be that guy where it's like, I want my good wrestling. Yeah. But when TakeOver holds itself to its own standard of being the best shows of the year at the most consistent level, having like a good number of them in a row now at the CWC that have been like good... Some of them are average, and that's regular show average, not NXT TakeOver average. Some of them are a bit above average. Some of them have still been great, but I'm not looking forward to a TakeOver to see it be all right. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And maybe that's entitlement, but what can you do? TakeOver, they've set themselves those standards. That's the thing. It's set set exactly the same standards for AEW. Like if AEW came out and did a very an average pay-per-view show, we'd be like, it's not good enough. Like, yeah, AW set the same kind of standards of having very, very good, high quality pay per view shows. Anyway, um, I agree with you. I thought it was like a three out of five show, it was yeah. average. Not much more to say. Well, before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats, I just want to say one more time that we are sponsored by Beer52. Head on over to beer52.com forward slash wrestle. The link is at the top of the description and over by Tempest on the screen. You can get 10 free beers, UK viewers only. 10 free beers in time for some summer. All you have to do is pay for the uh, postage, which is like £5.95, and you get 10 beers for it. It's amazing value, and they're like craft beers. They're really nice. You get like a snack in it as well. It's the best. Anywho. Um, let's get into the rest <laughs> of your ultra chats here today. Uh, the decadent last call to get those in, by the way, the decadent says uh, the build towards takeover 36 has been frustrating and depressing behind the scenes friction cross on raw NXT releases. The Cole contract saga have overshadowed or damaged the NXT product. It's a promising card on Sunday, but it's been hard to be excited. I think that about yeah. covers it. Yeah. Big agree, my my friend. Bo Hill says, uh, do you think this was Adam Cole's last NXT? He seems intent on keeping his Twitch channel, and he won't be able to do that on the main roster. NXT talent hasn't been treated great once they get here. Maybe again, no way, no way of knowing where his head's at with everything. Yeah, I I think 
that regardless of what happens to Adam Cole, whether he goes, leaves WWE or not, I think this is probably his last takeover. I think he's either going to go to the main roster or he's going to leave. I don't think he's staying at NXT, regardless. That's, that's my probably anyway. that's probably a solid prediction, just considering the talk of of extending his contract and meeting with Vince McMahon and all that sort of thing. Like that yeah. would lead one to believe he would go to the main roster, but he's been in NXT for four years. Yeah, man. So <sighs> it's been it's been time. Think of that though. The amount of guys that they've had just in NXT for their entire WWE runs. These talented guys that you could have been using and having top, top stars on your main roster shows. I don't get it. Yep. If I was him, uh, I'd go, but I'm not him. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Kevin says Imperium's intangible, grounded. Did Walter punish them for kicking Wolf out? Are they going to bed without dessert? <laughs> no, I yes, think they've been grounded. Him. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, Funny. They've yeah. been grounded. They can't go out. Uh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Um, some stupid punk says this isn't about me this isn't about you this is about the future homie you're on main roster you're on raw you have no future only future endeavors take it from jo uh, take it from joe like dexter took that big old helping of pie big not like that pie. not no not don't like do that, that. we don't, don't want to see that on takeover show. yeah it's a it's pg show guys come on jesus yeah. christ also it's a little while ago but i found out uh what beer indy hartwell likes to drink oh that's good yeah Oh, beer 69. That's great. Very well done, everybody. <laughs> um, Beer52.com forward slash wrestle. James Handley says, this might seem uh, weird as a comparison, but WWE is like a bad dungeon master in D&D, &D, meaning it's not about letting stories progress naturally and evolve over time. Instead, it's about forcing stories to progress because we need to get to the next part ASAP. Oh my God, you're so right. You're so right. Yes. Maybe maybe this is why I get so worked up about WWE storytelling. Because I understand what makes a good DM. And WWE are a bad DM. Maybe that's what it is. James, you, made a great you, really, point. you really hit home with Pete there. I saw yeah. that chat and I was like, oh, that's right up Pete's alley. It, sh it sure is. Oh, my God. Oh, you've enlightened me today. Um... I'll, I'll hand over to you for these for these next ones if you want. Sure. Uh, Mdon11 says, watch No Rolls Barred with the former Killian Dane, Big D. It's <laughs> genuinely depressing someone who is so funny and interesting got let go by NXT. This company. Also, will we see Tempest on No Rolls Barred? We kind of talked about this last week. It'll be very difficult for me to be on No Rolls Barred with the format going to in-person. I'm, I'm here. The only one who's not in the stupid office they're all having fun with. So maybe if I go over for a trip, we can work something out. But uh, as of now, it doesn't appear likely. Um, Perseus M says the like is from Orson Scott's novel Ender's Game, and BFT always stands for Bluefin Tuna. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Now that's LA Knight's finish. Bluefin yep. Tuna. Yeah. Absolutely. And some stupid punk closes us, closes us out by saying, hey, my guys, quick question for you. What kind of pie do you think Dexter had? Apple, coconut cream, pecan, chocolate cream, banana cream. Is it too early for pumpkin? I enjoy pie. How about yourselves? Any sort of pie preference? Hashtag pie. <laughs> Who doesn't love a little bit of pie from time to time? It's an awful lot of pie in that ultra chat. Um, and on this MSD. I'm 
I'm I'm I'm a sucker for a good apple pie. I'll be honest. Big fan of apple pie. So yeah, that would be that'd be my pie preference. If I had one. I love stick, uh, love stick that on the pie chart. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. me. Come on, me. That was great, me. Thanks, me. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Just wanted to celebrate that. I I like apple and, and blueberry pie. Those mm-hmm. are those are probably my favorites. Cool. Also, big fan <laughs> of American pie. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. It's pretty. pretty also, good. Uh, how many uh, how many pies do you like to have? I typically like to enjoy no. three three point one four pies. I knew you were gonna do it. I knew you were gonna do it. <laughs> so proud of you, Tempest. This is great. So Tempest, I hear you went to a Denny's. Sure did, Pete. <laughs> I sure <laughs> Give did. Give me the details. All right. Well, we take fantasy football very seriously in my my circle, mm-hmm. my little my little university circle, because I went to a sports program in university. So sure. we are even more sports minded folk than your average friend group, I would say. And so we do fantasy football, and you take that very seriously. And if you lose fantasy football, you got to do a punishment. This was the first time I have lost fantasy football. I had to do that punishment. And the punishment that I had to do was spend... Here's The description is 24 hours in a Denny's. Knock off an hour for every pancake that you eat. 24 hours. Not even just like, you know, a day. Like, like, like a daytime in Denny's. Like 24 nope. hours is a lot. 24 hours in a Denny's. Minus one hour for each pancake that you eat. So here's here's the order of operations. So first of all, I couldn't do this until like a month ago because, mm-hmm. you know, dining and whatever wasn't wasn't going to happen. And then I was told you need to do this before our fantasy draft, which is scheduled for the Saturday after SummerSlam. So clock's ticking. I need to get this done. And Sunday was like the only chance I was going to be able to have. Otherwise I'm just, I'm just screwed and I won't be able to participate. So I call Denny's on Saturday night and I'm like, Hey Denny's, I got a really stupid idea that I have to run by you. Here's what we do. I gave him the whole spiel and the girl on the phone was like, Oh my God, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah. Shouldn't be any problem. Uh, If there's an issue, we'll call you before you uh, come in. I was like, cool, thanks, awesome. Wake up early the next day. I wake up at like 7 a.m., drive downtown in Toronto on a Sunday, find parking, get to Denny's just after 8 o'clock. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, settle in, ready to go. And we've done this punishment before, and I've seen that guy who had to do it go through what he went through, and I was like, baby skinny little skinny little punk <laughs> i could i could eat this guy like out eat him no problem mm-hmm. you know drink someone under the table i would just mm, not a problem this was like the most miserable experience of my life <laughs> one of them it's on the short list of the hardest things i've ever had to do 
That's incredible. So I get there at around eight, and waitress comes over, takes my order. I was like, I want two blueberry pancakes, nothing on them. Don't give me any extra crap, just two pancakes. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay. Brought over two pancakes, ate the first two pancakes in probably about like 10 minutes, just because I was hungry. It was breakfast yeah. time. I needed yeah. to eat, ate them. And I was like, all right, two more. Brings them over. I eat those two in probably another 15 minutes or so. And then to hit a wall. Yeah. And I was like, okay, yeah. two more. She brings them over. At this point, like I brought my laptop, so I was doing a little bit of stuff on WrestleTalk.com. I was mm-hmm. doing like thumbnail work. I was doing feature stuff, making sure Adam's list videos get or list articles get put out. And I eat like six pancakes, and I was like, I'm not feeling it anymore. I'm not having a good yeah. time. So and this so takes this me. You'd have down, been down to eighteen hours now, right? I uh, yes. But then you'd yes. have already been there for. X amount of time. Uh, yeah. So I, I'd been there for like uh, just about three hours uh, mm-hmm. to this point because I really slowed down after the first four. And I started doing a little Twitter QA where I was asking mm-hmm. people, just like, give me a wrestling thing. I'll give you my top five just to keep my brain occupied. My first friend from the league came by to keep me company probably around 11 o'clock. And this is also when my first waitress was clocking out and she was Mm -hmm. super cool she was a football fan she was a vikings fan which meant that we had at least something to talk about rivals and stuff and i was like okay so this this is what i'm doing she's like that's hilarious and we talked about football and it was great and then she had to clock out so i paid my bill gave her a tip she went on her way and this is when my friend showed up he sat down we're just like hey man i was like i was i'm going through it i'm telling him everything and like a half hour goes by where like we never got a new server my my friend hadn't been given a menu or anything like that because he was gonna have breakfast and like the manager comes over and he starts talking like uh like oh you you've been here a while i still have one pancake on my plate Mm -hmm. you know and i can't remember if it was like seven or eight or whatever but i've got one pancake on my plate and I'm just like, yeah, still ordering food. Like, what's up? It's like, Mm. and I could tell he wanted us to leave. Yeah. But he never outwardly said it at any point. Yeah. He just kept saying like, oh, you've been here since, uh, since eight. And I was like, yeah, I called ahead and was told this was fine. It was like, oh, well, I'm sure you can understand. He just kept making like hand gestures. And I was like, Mm -hmm. so are you kicking us out? And he would never say yes. You yep. never said like yes, leave. And I was still just like, I'm ordering more food. Yeah. Like you're getting your money. Why do you care? I'm sitting at a, like a little one or two person booth. So it's not like I'm taking up a ton of space. And I'm like, my friend has just gotten here. He wants to eat. Are you denying him service? Like he just <laughs> got here. So eventually, like this was a five minute interaction of us just being like, What are you saying, dude? Yeah. Like if you're kicking us out, kick us out. But yeah. whatever. So that was a fun interaction. We eventually got a new waitress to come over. And I ordered two regular pancakes at this point. Because I was like, the berries and the blueberry pancakes were just like too sweet. I was not mm-hmm. enjoying them anymore. And they come by, give us our food. I get to about 1 o'clock. 
is when I've, I've made it to nine pancakes by one o'clock and my buddy's finished his food. He's going to leave. I've got another friend who's going to come by. And I was like, okay, here's my plan. I'm going to leave, go pay for parking because the parking meter didn't start running on Sundays until 1 p.m. I was like, I'm going to go pay for parking and then come back. And if he doesn't let me in after I've waited in line again, I don't know what, what more I can do, you know? Um, but I do that. I go. And that walk was both like enlightening and miserable. Cause I kept walking yep. by like sausage carts and like a pizza place. And I'm just like, mm, I'm, I'm full of pancakes. I can't, I can't smell <laughs> food right now. This delicious smelling food. And I'm just like, I can't, can't deal. But I, th- I would then walk by like a best buy and get like the electronic smell. And I was like, Oh, that's quite nice. Cause I don't want to eat it. Yeah. So I'd go pay for parking. The walk helped get like the blood flowing a little bit, work mm-hmm. up a little bit of an appetite. I get back and my next friend is there. I've had like two people FaceTime in to check up, check up on me. And I told them that I wasn't having fun. And we sat down and I was like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to order all of the rest of my pancakes in one go. Oh and when gosh. I finish them, I can leave. Is that so a bad I ordered. Choice? No, it was the only choice. All of them okay. would have been bad choices. The correct choice is not to come in last place. Well, yeah. But I ordered eight pancakes, and they brought them out on like four plates because I guess they didn't get the memo that this was all one order. And the people next to us are like, "What the hell is going on here?" And I just don't don't lose a fantasy football, boys. And yeah. so I stacked this massive mound of pancakes. And was just like, <laughs> like weeping as I'm yeah. working my way through this. My buddy leaves around three. At this point, we've worked out the math in our head that if I finish like a few more pancakes, I can leave at five. And I was like, okay, that's probably what I'm going to do. I powered through, ate 17 pancakes and left at like four o'clock. Jesus. And it was a miserable experience. Yeah, man. Too much Completely. of a good thing. Yeah, like the first two or four pancakes, I was like, oh, these are good pancakes. This is, yeah, mm, I'll have a good time. After that, it was just like eating cement where I was yeah. just like, wow. I would order a glass of juice and like every bite, I would take a sip of juice just to cleanse my palate. I was yep. just like, I can't eat pancake anymore. <laughs> I got emotional a couple times. I was like, I can't believe I'm doing this. This is my life. I wore a mask for a picture at one point. Oh my God. Christian McCaffrey, you son of a bitch. You did this to me. (laughs) Well, on that bombshell, Tempest, we are going to have to go because I've got to run and do some, uh, some sound tests for the predictions and all that. But thank you very much everyone for listening to this episode of the podcast. Send your commiserative emails to, I don't even know if that's a word, <laughs> send your commiserations to support everestalk.com and read out your emails on future episodes. Thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. Stay safe. Goodbye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.